Mentors Podcast. Here with Gary Matson and Laurel Stewart this week. I'm Jennifer Perry. And remember, this Money Mentors Podcast is about helping you with your retirement questions. So if you have a question for us, reach out online anytime at matsonfinancial.com. Right now, we are focused on the end of the year here in 2023. It's what we call crunch time here, Gary and Laurel, but just a few weeks left to make some very important tax moves too for this year financially. So I'm wondering if you could suggest just a couple of things that maybe we can do in the next several days, perhaps even on our own. What would you do tax-wise right now? Well, I think the biggest one is it's something you shouldn't do, actually. Okay. Not do, but don't, don't do. Don't do. And that is that when you buy a mutual fund, a non-qualified account, and you put money into it, they disperse dividends and other things that are going along with capital gains, and they generally do that in the month of December. They're going to clean up the books, do all that, so you could actually get a gain into the mutual fund. You're not realizing that because, again, you didn't hold it. So actually, you're going to get a taxable event without receiving the extra money. That's bad. So be very careful what you're doing in December if you have some money that's after tax dollars and what you're buying into. And if that mutual fund's going to send out a nice capital gain or a big dividend because they've done well, you really don't want to get involved into it till the first of the year. And I would say for me, something to look at right now to let everybody know if it's not on your radar is to max out your retirement contributions. Now, keep in mind, you do have the deadline tax day, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to do it right, right now. However, it's easy to look at for your income from this year and everything that's happening. But when it comes to your 401k, 403b, et cetera, make sure you at least reach out to your HR department if you haven't maxed something out, what that will be like so you can plan accordingly. But keep in mind, in order to do a Roth conversion, right, from an IRA to a Roth IRA, pay the tax, that conversion has to be done this year. So if you're looking to do that, time is really ticking because yes, you have until December 31st technically when it comes to a deadline, but all the investment companies are bogged down with this influx of this time of year. So you want to give yourself and your company as much time as possible. And I do want to get this one out there only because I think it's important for you to be able to do is you might get a two for one write off if you have a losing investment. So what we can do is let's say it's non-qualified funds. You have to do a long form or a, a form that you can do this on like from a business point of view. So you have a capital loss in your your holding. So it's a stock that's down in values. So what you do is you sell that. So you have that loss now you're going to take against your income and you give that cash to a charitable organization so you can get a tax deduction. So that's a two for one that you're going to have legally, honestly, and ethically. If you have some losses and it's kind of a dog out there, you want to clean up the portfolio. This is a great one. You're going to give to the charity anyways. This is a great one to take advantage of if you're in that situation where you're going to do a long form and take those deductions. Right. Good to know, because I would imagine a lot of our listeners might have some certain holdings that have not done quite as well this year. And so uh, a good one to look at. And then finally here on the list of possible year end tax moves, I know a lot of people like to give this time of year. How can they do that, though, and, and maybe kind of get a win win situation for both themselves and their favorite charities? Well, like a lot of us is that, you know, I earn an income and then I tie to my church or whatever I'm going to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if I have requirement distributions that I must take and they could possibly move me into a new tax bracket, let's say from 12 
to 22%, and I don't want that, well, I can take my required minimum distributions, take them out of my IRA, and send them directly to the charity that I want to give money to. Two things happen that way. One is there is no tax due on that required minimum distribution because it went from the IRA to the charity. So I'm not getting taxed on it. But I did fulfill my RMD. Secondly, the charity is not paying taxes on it. So those tax dollars we would have paid can go to the charity in addition to what you would normally give after tax dollars. So it's a great way to look at and say, okay, I'm planning up. You know, if you're giving to a church and you're used to doing it on a monthly basis, you might want to do that and say, okay, church, you're going to get the money, but you're getting it all in December, one big lump sum, and it win, win, win for everybody. Being good stewards and making sure the dollars go out and you're fulfilling your desire as well as your requirements that you may have for doing your charitable giving. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast. Well, in this season of giving, we close with one really great story this week about a most unlikely millionaire. Jeffrey Holtz lived in a mobile home park in New Hampshire where he was also the caretaker. But when he died recently, the town of Hinsdale learned that he had left the community his 3.8 million dollar fortune. Now, his friend Edwin Smith is the executor of his estate. It can be used in four very broad categories: education, health, recreation, and culture. That hits most everything that would benefit the town. And he lived in a mobile home all this time. Uh, Mm. Wow. The town is still trying to figure out just how to best use that inheritance. But you don't hear stories like this a lot, but we do hear it from time to time. There are some very unlikely millionaires out there. How cool. Yeah, and it's kind of fun. You'll see it or hear it sometimes that you'll see people go into the school system and pay for all the lunches that have been charged or other things like that. And and it's a blessing. I mean, let's face it, the person that's doing the giving is feeling the blessing. And of course, all the people that they don't even know that's going to be affected by it is a blessing. So, I mean, what a great gift that he's given to the town and they didn't even know what's coming. Of course, sometimes what's really bad sometimes when you have a family do this, it can blow up relationships Mm -hmm. because they now believe that they're very, very wealthy or things are going on. And that's the one of the things that we really like to make sure is known by everybody and has been addressed. If your spouse has much more in retirement assets than you do, you really need to have a very foundational checkup to show what happens if they go through alive and not well. That's one of the things we like to talk about. Here's a situation where a gentleman has the million dollars. He doesn't have family, obviously, that he's concerned about. So he's giving it to a town and creating wonderful ideas that they're going to do this. His memory is going to be locked in, obviously, for that town. But sometimes we have it where a spouse will have much more money in their retirement program because they had better matching or longevity in the workplace. And so that spouse will have maybe two or three times what the other spouse does What happens when they're alive and not well and need care? They must use those individually assets, individual retirement accounts, for their benefit. And that could be all spent down so there's nothing left for the spouse or children or grandchildren if that's what you wanted to do. So it's one of those things that we like to bring up to the topic, look at that, show you what the alternatives are to doing that, and having that conversation, which is sometimes a little tough, but having that conversation of what they want to have happen and take control back on those assets for everybody's benefit. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, in this case of this gentleman, it sounds like he structured things the way he wanted to. You can get actually really specific with how you decide to pass on your estate. Yes, you can do that as we call reaching from the grave. You know, here we (laughs) go. But it's one of those things, again, as I said, it's very broad. So he wanted it to be used in the community. He wanted them to be very much accessible to those dollars. He didn't make it very narrow and made it very wide to give them the availability to make sure it's good for everybody in the community as much as they could. And I think that's wonderful. Weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.